men, trees, and non-binaries to another episode of the Hostile Takeover. After what feels like an incredibly long hiatus, I, Adam Ray, the Ezo Tinkerer, here on the Fantastic Universes Network, have finally brought my show back from the dead. It's no longer been dusted, which is a relevant thing to say for this episode. It is, it's been returned, and we're going to be talking a game, me and a guest, here every week on the Fantastic Universes Network for as long as I can keep up with the organization. If you're listening to this version, that means you're a very grateful follower on Patreon. You're getting the full, unedited, extended version without any of the advert breaks in the middle. But if you are hearing the version through the regular channels available everywhere you can get your podcasts, do look to our Patreon because we get all of our articles well prompted in advance and the fine, shiny, uninterrupted versions of this and every podcast we create. But now onto our main event. I have been known to dabble with in the card game sphere very much i it's kind of a, a problem within my own identity that i dabble with every card game i'm pretty much under the sun i'll at least try it and either case of play it forever or play two games of it realize that their company is actually a trash fire and then throw it out of the bus but in any case one game that i discovered early last year has absolutely blown my mind up and has brought me onto a really good and really wholesome community and one of the pillars of that community in my opinion is joining me here today uh twitch streamer extraordinaire and paragon of skyweaver content mrsaurus rex how are you doing friend oh my god i'm doing it that was quite the intro i don't know if i'll live up to that <laughs> to that big list of uh, expectations but thank you that's what um, i'm doing well that's Thanks good. for having me. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, yeah. it's, pl- it's a pleasure. We've been sort of in and around each other's content for ages, but it's finally time for a crossover, as I said, and I'm going to be totally honest. I have very loose notes open on one of my screens, but this is all just like verbal barf coming at you at high speed. I'm, I don't like <laughs> to plan things. Improvising gets things done. But then again, improvising is quite fitting for at least how I like to play Skyweaver, the uh, card game that brought us together in terms of creators and the thing we're here to talk about yeah you know you you have some talking points i do i do i do i do but uh we'll talk a little mm-hmm. bit broadly then zoom in on the game that brought us together as creators at least uh mm-hmm. going forward but yeah uh this is a zone this podcast this show that i run is a space for capital g gamers uh people who <laughs> play all sorts of things pc and tabletop console everything across the spectrum uh the arguments you have with your family over monopoly all of that good stuff so Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My origins are pretty well established me talking about it endlessly on this show, but we want to hear about you, friend. How did you get into like the gaming sphere, just like dabbling with cards and all the other stuff you stream? I love that. Okay. Um I I feel like a dinosaur, but like the oh I guess that's I didn't mean for that joke, no pun intended. I didn't mean for that to happen. You're on brand, it's good. Yeah. Um, oh my God. I'm playing, I've been gaming forever. Like I remember the first like consoles ever handed to me were Nintendo consoles. Mm -hmm. So I think one of my cousins literally handed me a Game Boy Color when I was like four years old and I had no idea how Pokemon worked. And the first game I ever played was Pokemon Red on like, it was like the Game Boy version of it. And it was amazing. I would run around with my little pixel character and I would catch Pokemon and I had no idea what to do. And it was great. Um, and then when I got a little bit older, uh, we had a Nintendo 64, um, and I played Majora's Mask. I played a bunch of random games because they were kind of, like, gifted to me, like, secondhand, kind of. So I never really bought any Nintendo 64 games. Um, but I had Majora's Mask. I had, like, NHL 95. 
I have bust a move, which was like, um, it was like early, like, or, oh, what's that game called? Peggle. It's kind of like early Peggle, but like not really. Oh. Um, and what else did I have on there? I don't know. I had a bunch of stuff on that thing and I played a bunch of like random games. Yeah. Um, then I got a little bit older and I got into like PlayStation games. I was a PlayStation kid. So like Heavenly Sword, GTA, Vice City, um, God of War. Oh, God of War classic. Um, yeah, like all kinds of stuff. Oh, Call of Duty. I had a big Call of Duty thing. That was a <laughs> that was a sad time. Um you and then I also it, got into <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um I also got into PC gaming. Um, so I was playing a lot of like those browser MMOs, like RuneScape, old school RuneScape. I played RuneScape's so the much best, of that. Dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, I played Maple Story, way too much Maple Story. Like I still one. play That's it up. sometimes. I got hooked on that game. Um yeah, and then as I got older, I played League. I played oh, yeah. many years of League of Legends. I've kind of played a whole ton of stuff. Like any sort of triple A game that came out between the years of like 2008 to 2014 i purchased immediately and i played on the con on a on the playstation 3 and 4 so i've played pretty much everything so, um and now i kind of just been playing a lot of card games that's, that's kind of what me and my friends are into right now so that's kind of what we've been playing a lot of yeah card games have been like a huge part of my own brand and interest for since university really since about like 2016 2017 like i was sat down mm. by a very sweaty dude in the gaming society at my university and said here play this <laughs> and it was um i love that yeah it was his all black vampires deck and i, I thought it was pretty cool for matt from magic the gathering and i was just like okay this is really pretty interesting then he said all right bring in some deck boxes uh i said sure went to a game shop to get deck boxes got to know what the heck deck boxes were back in the day um mm poor sweet summer child i know then came back and he just filled those deck boxes with cards that he was just offloading because he always keeps his collection like super tight and super oh compact God. and yeah. yep and i still have all of those cards buried somewhere and my spreadsheet of my entire card collection is incredibly out of date but Whoa. that is where the card gaming obsession began but uh honestly it's a great one to have and it's a great genre of games to be honest because it, it tests uh skill and your ability to draw good as as we joked about on your discord server uh, the ability... uh yes top decking the power of top decking believe in the heart of the cards or other anime references exactly but the belief in the heart of the cards is i think really relevant in skyweaver just because it's a singleton card game it's a game it's a game oh, where there's, yeah because a game mm -hmm. where there's only one of each card in the deck so how did you discover skyweaver Okay, um, I discovered Skyweaver in, I want to say, a year or two ago. Yep. Two years ago. The pandemic has made it seem like hundreds a lot of more years. time has yeah. passed. Yeah, hundreds Literally. of years, sort of God. Um, but essentially, um, another person in the community, um, Jupiter Elysius, um, yes. he's a really good friend of mine. We go, like, way back. We literally met on Twitter because we were both, like, into streamer Twitter. So <laughs> um, I saw him streaming this game. And this is back when Skyweaver did not look anything like you see right now. Like, the game was bare bones, and he was playing it, and I was like, whoa, this game is amazing. Like, what's going on? And he was telling me all about it, and I was super into it, and he got a code from TwitchCon, because he lives on the West Coast. So I was like, oh my god, how do I get access to this game? 
So I signed up on their like website and I didn't get an email back. <laughs> so I was like, great, I have to wait. Um, so, and I didn't know they had a Discord at the time and I didn't know that was the way to get a code. So actually, lucky for me, it turns out Horizon is a Toronto-based company, oh, wow. which is where I'm from in Canada. So I was like, whoa, that's nuts. And we have a con here. Um, it's like mini TwitchCon. And when I say mini, I mean like like abysmal oh, minuscule twitch con <laughs> yeah like it's a really small con and um i tweeted them and i think they said that they were having a booth so i was like okay i was on the fence about going to this con and now i'm going to this con so i went to the con and i found their booth and the um, the girl hanny their their marketing manager i think she is don't quote me on that um she recognized me from twitter <laughs> And she waved me over and then I was like talking to the whole team and they gave me like a bunch of codes. They're like, yeah, we see that you stream. So like, here's a bunch of codes. They gave me like a stack and that's pretty much how I got into it. And I've been sucked in ever since. I'm on the Kool-Aid. Yeah, you're, you are in fact on the Kool-Aid. I keep up with your like very high energy uh, patch note videos. They're always a lot of fun. And they're, <laughs> they're a great way to keep up to date on the on the games. Uh, you can find- Really? You, know, you think so? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, I like I subscribed to ages ago, and like, like I said, I, I I take this opportunity on this show to bring in friends of mine, but also creators who really want to shout out games that they love. So yeah, honestly, you're like sometimes reading patch note articles can get a little stuffy, but when you actually like go into the effort of just looking through them and being like, holy crap, they nerfed that cod. That cod's trash now yeah, but, <laughs> you, but you get that sometimes and honestly that's that's part of the joy of like making content around a game this diverse because we can talk because we're going to talk about it eventually about how very proactive and very well managed skyweaver is by the devs yeah honestly i've never seen anything yeah. like it i mean like rintero mm -hmm. is close but they're very proactive which is something i love especially mm -hmm. for, a, for this genre which is something i'm seeing more and more which is even better but still yeah like as a creator yeah go into something with like full beans dude just like own it love it rock it yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you know it's funny you say that. um i never really intended for those patch notes videos to be like educational at all <laughs> it's actually kind of a joke how those videos started um because whenever i first started playing this game i'm not a patch notes reader like no matter what competitive game i play i never read the patch notes so I'm just like, I'm way too lazy. I'm not going to be able to remember the changes. Like, and some patch notes for games, they're like, yeah. oh my God. It's like you're, you're scrolling and scrolling. It's like endless scrolling. I'm like, why am I reading all this? And it's just blocks of text. Like, I'm not into it. So, <laughs> but on my stream, I, like random things would happen. And I'd be like, whoa, when did that change happen? And literally everyone in my chat, like even the devs would be like, maybe if you read the patch notes. <laughs> you would know what was going on so i kind of like fought back and i was like okay well i'm not doing this on my own time so you guys are gonna have to suffer through me reading them live on stream that's that's, and totally that's kind of how it started yeah and then i was just like well this is not gonna be educational because i don't like giving patch notes analysis i don't i don't know it seems like really fake to me and people just kind of pull shit out of their ass sorry i don't know if i'm allowed to swear but yeah, that's no, what it seems a, like analysis is <laughs> No, okay. like, yeah, because I, I watch a lot of uh, some of the big creators around Runeterra go through the patch notes whenever the hell they, the right wants to play out patch notes. So it's like, were you? Yeah, some, sometimes they, like, go mm -hmm. really in de deep with this sort of stuff, and I appreciate it, but sometimes, like, because uh, Spellbreaker, Battle Royale, I, I play a lot, they just went through a big... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, 
great game, but they made a bunch of updates, and all I saw mm. was just like how badly they nerfed the levitation mechanics, and right. I just sort of cringed at it, and then I just looked through what looked like a dissertation of stuff, and just like, we've changed well, gravity it, it, by, like, by, by like 40%. I'm like, cool, what does that mean? What does that actually mean, yeah. dudes, please? So, mm -hmm. like, um, well, it's good that, like, uh, Horizon actually lay out their patch notes in a decent way, and they show mm -hmm. the befores and afters and stuff, so it's not too boring to read, but yeah. Honestly, I just appreciate any creator who wants to make, like, their content sort of, like, true and sincere, so yeah, like, if you want to just make your Twitch chat suffer just by reading patch notes between games, then you do what you gotta do. <laughs> well, that's it, right? Like, luckily the patch notes are, like, pretty short. Some of them have been lengthy, and, um, and also, I just, yeah, I like reacting, like, whenever they change cards that I'm, like, emotionally invested in. So it's more about the entertainment and, like, the humor that I bring to it, you know, me whining about something or me jumping for joy. That's more what it's about, not really the analysis. <laughs> yeah, I feel But, like I mean, hey, if it helps you keep up with it, then two birds with one stone, right? Exactly. Also, that means you get to read the patch notes, patch notes for me. I'll just, like, let you play while I'm just, like, writing or editing videos. All good. Uh... <laughs> mm hmm. But uh, then again, I think the fact that there are such regular and such well-handled patch notes just shows how well-developed and well-handled Skyweaver is as a whole. So um, assume mm -hmm. assume that this for this section where you're talking to someone fairly fresh on the genre, describe a little bit, like, assuming like from the ground up a card game, a digital mm -hmm. card game, Skyweaver, but like, what would you say going into it from someone who knows the market like as well as we do, what's so special mm -hmm. about Skyweaver? Special Skyweaver? Wow. Um, that's a big Don't worry, we'll break it question. down. It's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Um, well the first thing that comes to mind is definitely the community. Like I know that sounds kind of like cliche, but like I'm very like uh, like I really mean that. I'm really serious about that. Um also I just like the um, I also just really like the creativity of the game. Like once you like obviously like with card games, right? Like you build a deck. Yeah. Right. Like ideally you have a deck of cards, you know, that you put together or you get from somewhere else that's already been put together for you. And, you know, you achieve the goal of winning through using the means of your cards. Right. And, you know, you're going to have some decks that do wildly different things from one another. And the nice thing about this game is just like how creative you can be with the way you play. Right. And it's not even just having different cards. You can play even the same deck in different ways. Like it's actually, it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> how no, like creative you can really be with this game. And yes. I think that's the draw for me personally, because I think uh, the problem I have with a lot of competitive games, like even just outside of card games, like, you know, stuff like League of Legends, Battle Royales, like all that, all that kind of competitive online atmosphere is it's the same gameplay loop over and over and over. You play a match, you, you know, use the same weapon or you grab the same armor or you're playing with the same deck in whatever game and then you just win or lose and then you're on to the next one right whereas in this game like although you're just playing matches each game could be wildly different even if you're playing the same deck like that for me so the gameplay loop is so unique and i think it's because it's singleton i yeah. think that's really really why yeah the, the fact that it's singleton is a huge draw for me um i think yeah Seeing, seeing your evolution or reintegration of magic uh, online is showing that you're starting to feel that love in Commander, which I think is still probably the best and most pure way to play magic. Singleton yeah, being yeah. like only one of each kind of card in a deck, and honestly that just leads to 
so much more variance in a lot of uh, in a lot of yep. games because you're never going to guarantee mm-hmm. that you're going to draw like the specific cards that, as you need them. And that also kind of means that in this game that like combos happen, sure, but you can never rely oh, yeah. on out and out combo decks, which I find really refreshing. I feel like in this in Skyweaver you're really rewarded for being able to leverage your board state and make tempo plays, which is just yeah. definitely definitely speaks to me as a player, which I find just so satisfying. First, there was the DC Comics News podcast. Then came the Spinner Rack. And now, the third show brought to you by the guys that brought you all that other stuff I just mentioned. I Am The Knight. A story about the stories. A show celebrating Batman, the animated series. Week by week, episode by episode. Just when you thought it was safe to put on a pair of headphones, I am the knight. Why, hello there. I'm Seth Singleton, and I'm here to tell you about Mad Pup, a Harley Quinn cast. Harley Quinn? Harley fucking Quinn? What have we learned from this crazy show? Making bat shark repellent relevant since 1966. Oh, look, Ogre. And we've gone completely off the rails. I hear the bat signal. Shut up and bat them, nuts. I definitely do not fuck bats. In need of an adult-sized nemesis. Humans make good fertilizer. You can't fuck with Lois Lane. For fuck's sake. I'm a damn good cop. Lot of lasers. Mmm. Educational and informative. The DC Comics News Podcast Network presents Mad Love, the Harley Quinn cast. <laughs> Back to you, Seth. So, tell us your thoughts. We'd love to hear from everyone out there. Or not. That's really up to all of you. Fuckers. Picture this. Someone who knows nothing about comics. Someone who knows comics from movies, TV, and video games. A complete ultra comics nerd. You pick the character you want us to talk about. You send us the questions you want answered. You make the show. A podcast by fans. For fans. Making new fans. Superheroes. Or dummies. Part of the Comics in Motion podcast network. In a world of stereotypes, being called a geek comes with a certain image. There is still that ingrained thing within me that is a little bit embarrassed about it. In reality, geek culture has never been more mainstream, and behind every geek is a real story. My dad was the one who got me into Star Wars and things. Join me, your super dummy Paul, as I continue my learning experience and talk to the real people. I'm a secondary school teacher, so I teach 11 to 16 year olds in English. Hear their stories exclusively on fantastic universes. He's one of them like, you've ever gonna grow up? And I'm like, no, why should I? I I like my life, I I enjoy what I do, this is my hobby. Available on all your favorite podcast catchers. Hi, my name's Steve, and I'm here to tell you all about the DC Comics News Podcast. Every week, my friends and I sit down and discuss everything DC. 
movies, TV and streaming, comic books, and everything in between. But don't just take my word for it. Here are a couple of our sponsors. Listen to the DC Comics News Podcast. It's audio justice. <laughs> no, no, no. It's audio chaos. These wackos are crazier than I am. Well, maybe you're both right. Whatever the case, you can find the DC Comics News Podcast on every podcast platform. Apple Podcasts. Google Play. Spotify. Stitcher. And everywhere else you find podcasts. So, um, can I go now? Let him go. He did everything you asked. <laughs> Hello, listeners. This is Tony Farina from DC Comics News and an occasional guest on Comics in Motion. I'm pleased to announce a new show called Indie Comics Spotlight. Each week, my guests and I will be taking a deep dive into a current title or a classic graphic novel from a publisher other than the big two. Consider this show the best of the rest. My hope is that we'll bring new readers to independent comics and give old readers a chance to share their thoughts. Join me each week in the Comics in Motion feed in your favorite podcast catcher. the ideas mm-hmm. that Skyweaver sort of brings in that are completely fresh is just blows my mind because I think the thing that drew me in when I first started hearing about this back in the before times whenever the hell this game started back when I first heard about mm-hmm. it I think the thing that drew me in was just the way you get your starting hand the way you get your starting hand in this game I've had players who are like who have like hundreds of years of card game experience have come to me and mm. said wow the mulligan system in this game is amazing Yes, that's something people like talk about. And I, when the um, the original game designer made this game, he intended for the Mulligan system to be the way it is. And, like it's so simple, and like I never realized it whenever I compared the Mulligan system to other games. It's been a while since I played other card games, and I was like, "Whoa, other card games don't do this." No, okay, feels... but yeah, but I know a lot of people really like it. Yeah, it is. It's just such a good way to just like ensure because with. The nature of Skyweaver, because it's Singleton, mm-hmm. you can like really draw some weird halves of your deck. That's why the uh, slant towards like one and two cost cards is so high. Like heavy dropped cards are like very few, which is mm-hmm. to be expected. But still, that way you can guarantee to like still have some gas even when you're top decking late because you'll have way more low drops than high drops. Yeah. And yeah. there's so many effects. Like I'm thinking of Potion Seller um hacks and other stuff that just generate one cost cards which is just generally really handy to just keep yourself in gas which is so satisfying i cannot tell you how many times where there's been like games of magic or games of runeterra when i've drawn my nine drop on turn three and it will sit there in my hand looking Mm -hmm. so sad i'm like okay so i'm so i'm either going to be dead before i play you or i'm going to win before i play you and there's no in between exactly yep so the way that the costs have been slanted and the way that you can like sculpt your hands so well in this game is so satisfying. Uh, another thing mm-hmm. I really love is the fact that because it's digital, it can do the weird pulling random cards out of nowhere stuff and the conjure mechanic is really yep. satisfying. Yep, yep, there's also that. Yeah, pulling cards out of the ether is 
particularly cool. And yeah, there's a lot of just very unique ideas that this game puts forward that I don't really see everywhere else in the genre. Certainly, yeah. And also another draw for me was also like like the art, like yeah. the universe that they're building. Like it's compelling. It's it's like really good fantasy, and I really can't wait for them to to give us some more lore i'm really gonna be into that too yeah i was gonna go when it gets around to me asking like what things would you want to add or change i feel like we could talk a lot about them adding some lore because Mm. (laughs) i feel like the lore could be just so interesting because it's like sci fantasy in the artwork and in the flavor and the card effects which could do just about anything Mm -hmm. to be honest just like magical machines like mirror the strength intelligence uh hero avatar forget the name of it but like her with just like the magical mech suit, which is just so satisfying. Oh, I, I love that look. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The uh, just the idea of sci fantasy. But a thing about the art is that you can tell it's a very small art team because all of the art is so high quality and so consistent. Because sometimes you get some like heavy abstract stuff in card games and then some super realistic stuff where it's beautiful artwork to look at, but it can be a little discordant. The fact that it's so consistent in this game, I just find really, really satisfying. Yeah, yeah, they definitely done a really good job of um of like hiring artists. Um I don't know if they have like a dedicated art team or if it's just freelance artists that they use, but they've done a really good job like curating it because I, I recognize some names. Like when you click on the cards, they have some of their names. So but yeah, they've really like nailed the aesthetic of the game and really gotten the artists to portray that very well. I I I agree completely. But uh now we can talk about like the actual nitty gritty of gameplay and mechanics with uh, the rewards of deck building as a card game as serious as us as used to. I love the, the we talked about you talked earlier about the creativity and the customization of this game because you have the prisms mm-hmm. and the elements. So there's almost like to compare it to Magic, there are like two colors, yeah, two sets of colors within the whole game. Like when I first got into this, it, yeah, like, it just of. like sort of threw me a little bit, but. I sort of grew to accept and understand it because like every deck can be one or two prisms, but it can have any number of the elements in it. And sometimes the elements have synergies and sometimes the elements are just strong on their own. So how do you take the whole two different color pies, color wheel sort of deal in the game? Um, Well, I don't know. Initially it didn't really throw me off. It just seemed kind of intuitive to me. Um, I'm not really sure why it seemed that way. I don't know. I was just like, okay, yeah, there's different elements. That makes sense because cards have elements. Um, but the the whole like prism system just kind of clicked for me. It was like, okay, so there has to be some sort of restriction on deck building, right? Which is kind of like um, the nearest reference I have is Hearthstone. I played Hearthstone first. It might be like my first actual card game. So, you know, in Hearthstone, there's different classes, right? You have mage, you have this, you have that. But even within them, don't they have elemental cards? Or am there's, I misremembering? Uh, I think there's like there's like subtypes where like the like the Murlocs and stuff, uh, the warrior equipments and stuff. Certain spells have certain elements and certain types, but uh, like you're encouraged to play certain things that work together, but it's not right. like as. But then again, they're not super confined in Skyweaver either. You you don't necessarily have to play like an all inspires deck where you're triggering your light knight every single turn but you're also right, right, like right. encouraged to sort of drain your mana so that your water cards have their effects and you want to be able to like sort of cycle through your deck for your fire spells so it there is a there is an advantage to it but it's not like the be all and end all because like yeah in, in yeah Rune, exactly in Rune Terra, where you have your allegiance decks 
you feel so bad playing your Bannerman and not giving your team the buff. I will always like right. BM emote my opponent whenever that happens because I play Runeterra probably most competitively, but Skyweaver I just find very refreshing because it has all of that complexity, but also none of it at the same time. And that's also because I played mostly right. Discovery, which I find just like a lot of fun. But actually, what am I talking about? Discovery like as a as a game mode because mm-hmm. the beauty of uh, Horizon is that you can just like have full decks and actually quite synergistic decks just like pre-gend as soon as you queue in which i find really wild yeah yeah people are um kind of divided on that um i find the the newer players are very very drawn by discovery but between the more experienced players or the players that have been around the longest it's a little more split down the middle people either love it or really hate it yeah um i so, have yeah, yeah that's that's totally fair totally fair i know you probably don't play you probably play a lot of constructor because you have more access to the card pool than I do, or some of the newer players. But yeah. then again, I think that sort of really adds to the ability to play, to appeal to like lots of sides of the player base. Yeah, exactly. Like that's kind of where I'm at. Like I can appreciate Discovery as like a fun game mode, especially one that's um, like very easily accessible to like a new player. But I also don't see it as like a competitive format, right? So I, I kind of see both sides of the coin, but I still appreciate it and I do find it fun once in a while to play it. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like it's sort of comparing like draft to constructed or magic or like it's 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 almost Skyweaver's draft mode. It's um mm-hmm. you you don't really put so much kind effort of, yeah. into like caring about the meta caring about like interactions is just like trying to do the best you can with what you have it's almost their limited exactly version. yeah it's yeah, almost exactly. their limited so that's a, yeah that's a really good comparison actually but yeah that's, that's exactly what it is and you know if you don't have a full set then you're gonna just have to play with what you're given until you get that full set right so yeah it's definitely a great way to get yourself started because uh grinding your way through you will eventually get a lot of the base cards but still, that's only for mm-hmm. a little while because they're on the tail end of the basis soon, aren't they? Uh, so they say. I don't know. They've been saying that for a long time, so I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, but um, honestly, I've even I've seen like I've not been playing this game as like consistently as yourself and some of the other big ups in the community. But I've seen the real evolution, and this game has come in a long way from certainly where I've started and probably even more so from where you've started, which is just so exciting to see a new title sort of come up like so strong because I've been following some card games that have died recently. Uh, uh, sad news that uh, Mythgard, a quite very good card game on Steam, is uh, going into maintenance mode where they're not going to release any new content. That game had a lot of mm. very good ideas as well, but um, sadly some things aren't to be. But uh, with your hopes and dreams what do you see coming for our new favorite card game in the future mm-hmm. um well i know there's going to be more like flavor added to the game and by that i mean voice lines <laughs> yeah um, those, those will be fun so yeah so hopefully that'll be a thing um i actually did um the voice line project um i don't know if you saw that yeah, I saw shameless plug yeah i saw a cu- i think you did a couple I, i've definitely seen one of them i saw the one you did for Oh, who's the octopus guy in Strength Water who just like conjures oh, enemy Squiddy? cards? Oh, Squiddy. Yeah, Squiddy. Yeah. 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 I saw the video with yes. him, and it was, it was that one was pretty cool. 
yeah yeah so i made that video with a bunch of friends and um so hopefully you know voice lines get added to the game um i we're definitely gonna get more lore um they've already like dropped tidbits here and there um Marcel, the community manager, has um, he's made some like community dimension posts that have had lore drops, and also their Instagram has a couple of like lore drops. Um, so they're kind of hidden; they're not in the forefront just yet. So I'm really excited for the lore. I'm also really excited for the competitive scene. Um, considering this is a Toronto-based game, and I'm into the whole tournament organization thing, we've thrown like four major tournaments for the community. Um, so we kind of already have that going, and I'm excited to, you know, get some in-person tournaments um, whenever that might be allowed, but also to have more online tournaments. Um, I think this game has a really high ceiling competitively, and I think it will be so much fun to see the esport evolve. So that's kind of where my head's at with all those things. I hope that was a concise enough answer. Yeah, definitely. I think... Um... Yeah, definitely evolving it competitively could be a lot of fun. Uh, with the support there, playing through in Ethereum would be the obvious choice. Um, yeah. And the scope for it is really good because as card games go, the skill ceiling is incredibly high because of the high variance nature of it. But again, yeah. being able to make tempo plays and leverage a board state will always be helpful here. Uh, yeah, that's why I think that's why it consistently drew me back in. I, I, I love this game a lot and I need to need to play it more but then again there's only so many hours in the day exactly yeah exactly unfortunately unfortunately uh i think this has been a really good deep dive look into where we can expect where we can expect to either we've looked at how we got into it we've looked at the depths and the complexity of it some uh hot takes and some aspirations but uh to wrap mm -hmm. up who would you recommend skyweaver to just any kind of gamer oh who um hmm. i want to say everyone but if you've never played a card game before this has a lot of a curve um i think it's it's worth the curve because the game gets really fun really fast but i think i would you know recommend this game to someone who has like just a little bit of card gaming experience and like knows like i guess the the fundamentals of a card game digital or otherwise i don't mind i don't mean to sound like elitist but like <laughs> I feel like it's really true. Honestly, yeah. Sometimes games can be like complicated. So it would uh, throw off some fresher players. But honestly, if you're willing to stick past the learning curve, then you will be rewarded yeah. by this game. I, I can say that 100%. as well. Yeah. So cool. Well, we have weaved our way across talking about our excellent taste in card gaming, if I say so myself. But uh, this has been... Adam Ray and Mrs. Soros, why don't you tell the fine listeners at home where they can find your content, friend? Oh, thank you. Um, so I'm on Twitch, I'm on Twitter, I'm on YouTube. I also have Instagram, but like I don't really use it. And everything is at Miss Soros Rex. Yep, you will so find very... link. Yep, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Oh yep. no, good. Yeah, so that's pretty yeah. much yeah, everything's gonna... the same. So you can find yep. me everywhere. Yep, you will find links to their socials down below in the show notes. As for myself, uh talk to me on Twitter at Is It Tinkerer and Is It Tinkerer on Instagram as well, but I'm a teensy bit more active there. Uh for my written work talking about everything pc gaming look to my pride and joy the founder and forger of this show fantasticuniverses.com you can find my work writing about dungeons and dragons with the supplements to level up your ttrpg experience on the apotheosis studios blog you can look to my own visual media of 
making plays, including Skyweaver on twitch.tv forward slash isitinkerer. You can find my uh, PC Let's Plays on the Hostile Atmosphere on YouTube and my Dungeons and Dragons play also at No Ordinary Heroes on YouTube. I make a lot of content, but when I have games this good and company this good to talk about it with, who could say no? <laughs> but until next time, this has been your dose of gaming news and gaming opinions on the Hostile Takeover. Thank you for listening, and until next time, live free and play well. Mm -hmm.